You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome to Diablo's Digest, episode number three. I am Jay Reason, your host. I'm here with my co-host, Yvonne Murillo. This is a, a different episode. We're actually recording in the car, so bear with us on the audio. Uh, but we're headed down to uh, one of my favorite record stores to see our uh, fearless leader and his band Scarhead play tonight inside Generation Records. Uh, Yvonne, what's going on? You're driving, so I'm going to try not to distract you too much. Hey, things are good. We haven't been to, both haven't been to Generation Records in a long time. It's a New York City staple. Um, I mean, I lived in New York for a while, and uh, even before I lived there, we would go down there for shows and always stop by there. It was the kind of the record store that you went to, so it's going to be cool to see Isaac and crew in there, uh, you know, doing a set. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, shout out to Mark and uh, Generations. Uh, yeah, me and Yvonne were talking. I, I, I can't remember the last time I went to Generations. It's definitely pre-pandemic. I wanted to say it was when they did that limited edition uh, agnostic front record. It wasn't for Record Store Day, but uh, it was a limited record they did with them. And I think that might have been the last time I was there. Was it United Blood or Victim of Pain? I think it was United Blood. I'll I'll have to correct myself if I'm wrong. But um, yeah, so we're headed to that. I'm going to try to get a bunch of little mini interviews with people. While we're down there, we'll see who's just fucking bopping around. So th- this episode, uh, it'll be a little bit uh, fun. Uh, but I'm going to start this off with, uh, I want to talk about some new music that's come out. So, uh, Yvonne, what have you been listening to lately? Anything new, specifically? Um, I'm into that new Live It Down EP. just came out in Triple B, uh, Cleveland band. Doing that Cleveland style, pretty cool. So I just that just came out, I think, last week. So that's been in uh, rotation. Yeah, I saw the pre-orders just go up for that. I think uh, Kyle Nyland did the artwork for that. You know, Kyle does it for fucking every band that matters these days, it seems like. But yeah, definitely a cool band. They had a demo that came out last year that was pretty cool. And uh, the record just kind of continues along with what they were doing. And actually, one of the guys in the band has a zine that I ordered off the top of my head. I I can't remember the name. I think it was Core of Reality. You should kind of look it up. He has an IG account. The zine is very cool. has an interview with Tom from Confront. Some other little cool things. It's very well laid out. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's core of reality. He has a IG account. I believe he just did a second pressing of the zine. Definitely check it out. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't listened to them yet. I did see a, a ton of our friends posting that in their feed. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna check that out. I wanted to plug dude a record that's been on my fucking constant rotation. It's probably by the time you're listening to this, it'll be about two weeks old. A band called Killer Kin self-titled record on deadbeat records out of new jersey um so i first learned about this band they're from connecticut i think they say they're new haven based i'm not sure uh yeah right they they do um so i first got turned on to these dudes uh, from the bass player shout out to my boy marco he uh was coming into the shop and was telling me about his band and i saw it um 
And I said, man, these guys are going to be fucking huge. Uh, Yvonne, describe this record for our listeners in this band, because I think a lot of our listeners are going to like this record. I mean, to me, it reminds me of a lot of Iggy and the Stooges without being a complete ripoff. But I think it's uh, kind of like that MC5, Iggy and the Stooges, early Detroit, kind of like the punk before there was really a name for punk type of stuff, like a sleazy rock and roll. Very, very cool shit if you're into stuff like that. I mean, it's, it really scratches that itch, and, and I, I'm really into stuff like that, and I've really been listening to a lot of stuff like that lately. And uh, this band was under my radar until Jay kind of pointed them out, and uh, the, the LP is great. Yeah, that, so give that a shout, self-titled LP. We, uh, man, we sold, uh, like, a fuck, a shit ton of copies already from our shop, but we have a restock coming in. The band just did their um, record release at Cafe 9 last week, was sold out. I saw videos from that. It looked insane. Uh, I, I I definitely predict that this band will do a lot of good shit um, if they can, uh, you know, find the right the right stuff going on. But I think they're on the right track. Um, I also want to shout out and show a little bit of love to a Connecticut band called Hard Feelings. So they just released their new single on Heroes and Martyrs Records. Shout out to my boy Steve. They released a new single called Living Hell. Uh, and, you know, if anybody knows the lore, Connecticut lore, there was a, a band called Living Hell that fronted by the one and only Craig Mack from Follow Through Crew. So I actually, I asked Murph, I said, did, did you guys name it after the band? Um, because I thought it might be a homage, but he said there, there's no relation. He said that he wished he had thought of that. Uh, Yvonne, have you checked out Hard Feelings yet? You know, I've heard the name of the band, obviously, but I have not checked out the record yet. I'm going to actually have to do that because... I'm very into what, obviously, the local scene is doing and stuff, so I'm definitely be sure to check that out ASAP. Yeah, man, this this is, like, right up your alley. It's, like, super fast, hardcore, with, like, mosh. It's it's definitely, like, an Yvonne. I would, I would describe to somebody as, like, an Yvonne type of band. So you said they're on Heroes of Martyrs. That's obviously yeah. Steve from Martyr Records. Yeah. yeah, so for those who don't know, shout out again to my boy Steve. Uh, Heroes and Martyrs, back in the day... Uh, Steve was doing a label called Martyr Records that actually their their first record was the No Warning self-titled 7-inch. Right. They also did Martyr Life is War, right? They also did Martyr Life is War, My Life, uh, My Life, My Way before Death Wish uh, reissued it. They did uh, The Murder Weapon from Virginia, which was a very, uh, you know, kind of like one of those bands that's lost the time, but you should definitely check it out. It's, it's cool. But what I was going to ask is, what other releases has he done in this kind of this relaunch? Is, is Hard Feelings like the first or second? I know he did a re-release of the No Warning EP, but is this, does he have any other bands coming up? Yeah, so he, he has a couple other bands coming out, and uh, and I'm, I'm sorry to say because I'm driving, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, or because you're driving, I'm, and I'm trying to record. Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but he has a, a band out of, out of Michigan, I think. Um, if you go to his website, he's, he's, he's very good, but uh, he actually also just put out... Um, Ill Communication, not to be confused with uh, oh, right. Ill Com on yeah, Static Air Records. The West Coast guy, shout out to my boy Andy. Uh, Ill Communication put out a great record. You've heard me plug that on a earlier episode. Um, he he did the uh, the digital and the CD and tape on that or the vinyl. I think uh, I'm sorry, Steve, if I'm saying this wrong, um, but that was a really great record. And then he did this Hard Feelings thing, which is awesome because. You know, Murph uh, and those guys have been a staple at shows for years, and they're really good kids. Um, and I've known Steve for years. He actually did the split for us and with Honor, right. which was awesome. Uh, 
And he, he did, Steve did a lot of cool things for a while. Martyr was, you know, up there. It was in conversation with, uh, you know, Bridge Nine and, and Death Wish. And it's so nice to see him back. And, you know, dude, his attention to quality and detail on the releases, again, uh, you know, a little behind the curtain, you know, me and Steve uh, do talk a lot. He sends me stuff. I, I've connected him with, uh, you know, some manufacturers that we use. And I mean, this dude just puts out top quality stuff. You should definitely check out his label if you haven't. That no warning, um, thing is a really good example of the quality where if you look at the ill communication cd he's doing you know it's got an ob stripe on it. it's got you know every you know every kind of finish you could imagine on a cd thing so he really puts it out but it's nice to see him taking uh some new bands under his wing again to see one from connecticut is fucking awesome especially to see it's somebody that that we know and we like you know so i'm i'm, I'm excited about that um what other new music are you been listening Vulture Raid, to? Right? Vulture yeah, Raid, right? Vulture Raid out of New York City. Uh, my boy Felipe plays bass for them. You, I know you're kind of like we've been talking about. Yeah, that. actually, I got, I got to shout out. I got to shout out our boy Joe Hardcore for turning me on to, to Vulture Raid. To tell people about them, they're actually playing the Bowl, right? Yeah, they actually played the. Uh, they're playing the Bowl, and they actually played the. Uh, you know, everyone heard about the Park Show, Top Square Park Show, was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, and obviously the the rain that weekend washed it out, so they. Relocated the show indoors with uh, Crown Thorns headlining and all the undercard remaining on it. And uh, Vulture Raid actually was one of the bands that played. And uh, they were great live. And uh, the recording is awesome. I think the band is definitely, uh, you know, if you like punky or hardcore. Hold that thought. It's definitely something. To... Okay, sorry about the interruption there. Quick phone call. Again, Vulture Raid, like I was saying, punky or hardcore. The vocals kind of remind me, I told Jay, of AFI, uh, AFI but not like the now AFI, more of like the earlier AFI. It's really high energy, you know, punk, hardcore punk. It's pretty cool. I think it's definitely worth a worth a listen. Like I said, they're out of New York City. They're playing the Black and Blue Bowl. And uh, yeah, definitely check out Vulture Raid. Vulture Raid. Awesome, man. All right, so before we get to Generations, me and Yvonne are cruising down 95 right now. We figure, hey, let's let's talk a little bit uh, you know, get the get the digest going. Obviously, you know, we've been missing a little bit, but we've been filling in content with uh, shout out to Donnie and the Ruckus podcast for filling, holding it down. And uh, uh, if you didn't get a chance to check out the episode we did with Joe Hardcore, uh, it was fucking awesome. A lot of positive feedback. Um, already probably one of our most downloaded episodes. I want to thank Joe again for uh, you know taking the time and sitting with us. Uh, yeah, so I was I was just gonna say so Joe actually he returned the favor, um, and if you haven't had a chance, I would suggest heading over and listening to his podcast. I was just on there. Uh, we talked for close to two hours. It was pretty good. Yvonne dissed me because I didn't want to say uh, the name of me and Joss's label, but I want to just I want to preface this like. Um, it's not that I didn't want to say it. It's just the term is a weird timing right now with what me and Viv are going with. So I just don't want to put no juju into the universe. Um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. That's All more right. what it is because it's just, you know, it's a little it's a little out there. But I just wanted to fix that there. But I, I got to thank uh, Joe for really putting me on. Dude, uh, and, and everybody who downloaded it and, and listened to it, man, I, I got – I think I told Yvonne. I was like, man, I got so many people who reached out to me that I hadn't heard from in a long time. Um, you know, friends of ours – people I was just meeting for the first time who, you know, needed, uh, were already asking for, you know, if they could get some help and stuff. So I'm, I'm very appreciative. So yeah, head over to, to Joe's podcast. This is hardcore. 
Um, and yeah, check out that episode. Um, I also want to plug the second Cinema Stare single that just came out on Static Era Records. So the name of that song is uh, Remember. That's the second Instant Grat track. The album comes out May 19th, so next Friday. Uh, the name of the album is The Things I Don't Need. It's uh, it's available on CD and digital May 19th. The vinyl, unfortunately, did hit a snag, Yvonne, so it'll be here by the end of the summer. But we're, we're actually, what's cool uh, about the vinyls, we're actually using a, a, a pressing plant in the States. It's a new p- pressing plant. It's a shout out to Copycats, who does our CDs. Um, but they just opened up their first uh, U.S. pressing plant in a really long time. So we're doing it there. So, you know, it's worth the wait to use a cool new company and friends of ours who know what they're doing. Um, you know, and I think it's going to be a lot better quality than, than some of the stuff that's been coming over. Um, you know, we love our other pressing plants, but it's going to be psyched to, uh, to use this one in the States. Uh, so I always say to Yvonne, what do you got for me? Yvonne, what do you got for me? Nothing, just uh, can't wait to get to the city, see Ezek, see Scarhead. Um, this is obviously the kickoff to Black and Blue Bowl weekend. Black and Blue Bowl is tomorrow, which is uh, the 12th, May 12th and uh, May 13th, Friday and Saturday. Tomorrow is headlined by, uh, please, Pain of Truth. Shout out to Zach. Marauder with Minus on vocals, All Out War. Uh, I think Bulldoze is also playing tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, you got Death Threat headlining, a restraining order playing, End It, I think You're the Knife. A lot of like mishmash of uh, a lot of newer bands, relevant bands, and uh, you know, something for the old, something for the youngs. And I think Black and Blue Bowl in the past few years probably has, has skewed to an older crowd. And I think this is a, a, good, uh, a good skewing back to a little bit of a younger crowd. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it should be a good, fun weekend. I'm, uh, I'm not going to be able to attend, unfortunately. I have to go to a wedding. This is the first one you're missing in a long time, right? Probably, yeah, probably about 15 years or so. So I hope everybody goes and has a good time. And, uh, you know, there's tickets still available. And uh, I believe Friday starts at 5 and Saturday starts at 1. So Yeah, I, I unfortunately, because the shop won't be there, uh, I would love to be there, especially to see um, all our friends take place on stage. You know, we got... It's cool because we got um, our oldest friends headlining one night, right? So like Aaron, Larry, CJ, and that whole crew, Jamie. And then the next night we got, or you know, the first night we got our new friends, Zach, and like the Young Bloods headlining, which is it's cool to see that. Yeah, it's very cool to see a to see a band that a band that yeah a band that uh, obviously Zach, you know, Connecticut dude, kinda. He's originally <laughs> from Chicago or whatever, but he's one of ours. But to see them kind of come up and be headlining a, a big show like Black and Blue Bowl for Pain and Truth is great. It's awesome. It's, uh, you know, they got the new record coming out soon, so they got a lot of momentum. They've obviously been playing a lot of fests. So, you know, it's cool to just see them ascending to to a high spot on the card, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so we were talking a little bit before. I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite Different Strokes episode? My favorite Different Strokes episode? That's, a, that's really a tough one. I mean, I, I... I know mine off the top if it'll help, but... What's the, what's the one that you like? All right. So I always uh, – how about this? All right. Let, let me see if maybe before I give you mine, I'll break it down even further. How about this? Favorite episode pre-Sam, favorite episode post-Sam. Uh, I'd say uh, – you know what I like? I, this probably isn't my favorite, but one that – there's two that come to mind. The one, obviously, Bicycle Man with the child molester guy, Gordon Jump. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic, the two-parter. And there's another two-parter. Remember where, where uh, Arnold and Kimberly are hitchhiking? 
Yeah. And that guy takes him up to his apartment, locks Arnold in the room. He's going to show him rockets or something. Yeah, the guy yeah. works for like NASA. He's real yeah. creep. You know, that yeah. that's a real good one. And then the same one that I like the best is the the opening to like, I think it's the last season, that two-part where he gets kidnapped. Yeah, so that's actually, the, so that one was on at the top of this week, uh, which was on Monday. So depending on where you live, there's a channel um, called Rewind TV. Right? Rewind TV. Uh, it's channel 142 on on Cablevision oh, on on, uh, on Optimum. I said Cablevision, fuck. On Optimum, right? And uh, I gotta say, that's pretty much the channel I watch from about 9 a.m. to about six or that, seven. That or News 12, right? Or News 12. So yeah, I pay like 200 dollars for all these channels, and literally could get just just need two of them. But uh, yeah, so the opening one on Monday was the two-parter Yvonne references with the infamous I will kill your parents line. Um, that's, a, that's a very dark episode. That, that's probably my favorite Sam episode other than if I had to go totally lighthearted, I'm going for – and again, I'm, I'm, staying po- I'm staying in the Sam era for a second. Um, I'm going the birthday party one where everyone's having the theme birthday. Yes, he has a pirate birthday party. He, well, he – they get him Pirate Jack or whatever, Captain Jack from the TV show. Remember, it was like a yep, – supposed to be like a cartoon, which our listeners, older listeners will remember shit like that, that like channel – local channels used to have these little like – They'd have like a guy hosting cartoons every day like or a character or some bullshit like that, a puppet. Remember, they had TX Critter on Channel 20 over here. And, and me, me TV actually late night has a, has a cartoon show that's still like that where it's hosted by a guy with a fish puppet. I forget the name. Um, but it's you know me TV. It's like a, one of those other. It's like a very like antenna TV type thing. They were like the OGs of that shit. Yeah, this is this is some deep lore shit. We're gonna. We're, yeah, let me tell you if you're not like forty something, you probably like what the fuck are these dudes talking about? But we're gonna have fun with this. This is just something. Mix it up a little bit before we get to the show. And I, you know, like I said, me and Yvonne always talk about this this kind of stuff. So I was interested. So yeah, like there's an episode where in the uh, you know. It, it, it opens up where Sam and his friends are at that burger hangout that, you know, like it kind of becomes a staple hangout restaurant and um, everybody's planning their birthday parties and kids are like, oh, what are you planning or whatever? And and the one I thought was so great that I wish they would have shown, right? The one kid says, oh, yeah, he had a Godzilla vs. Smurfs birthday party. <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. So I said to Viv for my birthday party next year, I'm going to have to do a theme, you know? And then remember, like, they go, uh, Mr. Drummond and Arnold go to pick up Sam, and there's, like, a, a Rambo. It's at a Rambo party, and Mr. Drummond says, uh, oh, that's cool. You got a Rocky impersonator. And she says, I paid for Rambo. <laughs> you know, corny 80s jokes, you know? Yeah, I love that. Like, that. Yeah, that. It's funny. These shows, I think anybody's revisit. like, obviously, me, me and Jay, we revisit these shows, like, Oh, weekly. It's, it's like comfort shows for us because yeah. we grew up watching them. But anyone that's just like new and just watching them for the first time now will probably think they're the fucking worst shows ever. <laughs> they just haven't aged well. But if you're from that era, it's like I said, it's like a comfort food. Now, g- g- give me your uh, give me your Arnold era uh, episode if you can. I like the one where he lies about dying. The you know because he's sick. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Muhammad Ali comes visiting him. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Or what about the one where? Uh, he he runs away in the house. He like hides. Remember? And they find him in, in the, the hot tub. Yeah. They find him in the hot tub. Yeah, that's a good one. So I, I got a couple from that era. Uh, one that comes to mind is 
Do you remember the one where he wants to beat uh, Willis and video games? Yes, Super Sucker, right? Is that the name of the game they play, right? I, I think so. <laughs> I might be off, but it's, no, something, it's like something like that. that that's one of my favorites because the graphics and the way they do it is so good. And then I always really liked – do you remember the one where he – like he really likes Tootie. This is before they kind of like they're setting up the Facts of Life spinoff. Like Tootie's just a friend of Kimberly's. Well, she appeared after Facts of Life started though too. Okay, so may- I might be getting my my dates might be crossed, but they're all supposed to go out to like maybe like an amusement park, and then the bank gets robbed, and they get stuck in the bank. Yes, I remember that. Yes, that's that's another favorite episode. But I like what about the one where. Uh- this is funny. This remember weekend at Bernie's the movie. This is another. This is another fucking dated reference. But the guy that played Bernie was in like every '80s sitcom as a character. And there's one where he robs the Drummond's house, their apartment, and everybody has a different way of how they saw it. Remember, like everyone thinks that like they saved the day. Like all these flashbacks. Uh, right, he plays right. the robber. That's another one of my favorite ones. I remember that one. Yeah. That's a crazy show. And then you pointed out to me, which I, I honestly didn't remember until you said it, and I, uh, that originally the show was on NBC, but the final season was on ABC. Yeah, I believe NBC canceled them, and ABC was like, well, you know, this show's probably still getting numbers, so we'll try to give it a shot. And they, the one last kind of lame duck season they had was on ABC. Uh, and I mean, I should tell you, I like every episode of the show, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, to me, I mean, that that's one that holds up uh, – Except I could do without the bulimic episode. Without, uh, <laughs> well, Kimberly, that's a good one. Where she's like eating all the eating cake. All the cake and stuff, yeah. You know, but I like, the one thing I liked about Different Strokes is they weren't scared to tackle the very special episode. That's what, that was weird, the weird thing. Like all 80 sitcoms were like that. They were like goofy, funny. Then they'd have like this one episode about <laughs> AIDS special, yeah. or shit or like child molestation. It would get very dark. And I don't think... <laughs> That type of shit does not exist in sitcoms in 2023 and hasn't for a very long time. Yeah, like you're not seeing a guy on modern – you know, like in, my, in modern family, you're not seeing like a kid get kidnapped by a bicycle shop owner, yeah, you know? Exactly. You're not seeing um, any of that type of shit. You know what else I really liked about Different Strokes, Yvonne, was there are so many backdoor pilot episodes. Yeah. And, and not only that, but it did lead to Facts of Life. Did. Mrs. Garrett was the housekeeper for the Drummonds the first couple seasons, and then she moved over to Facts of Life as the house mother for the girls of Leland, the the, the school, the private school where all the girls from Facts of Life went. What's your take on Facts of Life? We've we've discussed this at length this this show. I love Facts of Life. It was something I I watched. I know it's funny. It's like you figure it's like the sitcom all about girls and stuff. But fucking, I watch. You know, like when I was a little kid, I watched. I loved it. I now, watched but it. what about season one's kind of weird because there's too many characters. I liked when they boiled it down to more the core cast. You know. Yeah, that came down right from the network. I'm pretty sure. You know, just there's too many, too many people, too many storylines. They whittled it down to four characters, and the rest is history. You know. Yeah, the other one that was supposed to be a backdoor pilot that was a backdoor pilot that the show never took off was the one where he does the radio station. Yeah, Hello Larry is the name of the. the or was that did, actually? I think that became a show for a season. Was yeah, that? Yeah, it was. It actually, I believe there was one season of Hello Larry, maybe like six episodes, and it just failed. Okay, can you watch that? Probably on YouTube, I'm sure. Maybe, you know, we gotta look that up. And then there was, um, there's another weird one in the later era uh, where. They were trying to do like, um, oh fuck, I, I hope I'm, I'm remembering whether it's it's different strokes or uh, 
or Facts of Life, but where they do like um, a night school thing with all exchange students. Remember, like there's like a Russian guy and the girl's supposed to be to become the teacher. That was a backdoor pilot for a whole thing that never took off. He was like a Russian. That was different strokes, right? Yeah, that was different. I'm sure, yes. yeah. Um, but I always liked that. There's a lot of like, like sometimes I go down that rabbit hole like of bat- failed backdoor pilots. Like the Brady Bunch had that one with the, the three kids that the neighbors adopt. Remember, it was supposed yes. to be like its own show that never took off. Um, but yeah, shout out to Rewind TV for fucking filling in those gaps. I'd like to see them add a few more things like, uh, you know, give me a Mr. Belvedere. Uh, is Growing Pains on there? Right Growing now? Pains is on there at, at four or three o'clock, actually three o'clock. Give me a small wonder again. They that, they had that on when they first started on on their sister's channel no, small antenna. Wonder, small wonder, the biggest garbage show ever, but great. Like we like it. It's great. It hold, it holds up though. If that's I mean, on, you're yo, not turning it off. You know, Charles. Give me Charles in charge. Even though Scott Bale is a lunatic, but give, give, you know, give me Charles in charge. You know. Yeah, yeah. Charles in charge, another great show, for sure. All right, so we're gonna take a break. The next time you catch us, uh, I'll be at uh, Generation Records. Yo, hopefully, you didn't turn it off by now, but good stuff's coming up. I promise. No, hopefully you want us to continue to talk solely about different strokes and 80s sitcoms, 80s sitcoms and other shit. Because, man, I could, I could fucking talk on that shit for hours. Yeah, I mean, We could talk a blue streak about that bullshit for sure. Well, and that's why I wanted to bring this up because, you know, obviously hardcore at heart, but there's a lot of shit uh, that Diablo's Digest is going to try to fill in. So, yeah, we're headed to uh, Generations. We're almost there, probably about another half hour or so. And then we'll check back in. Coming down here, big show. A lot of my friends, a lot of people I've seen for years. It's cool that you know you guys are still listening to punk rock and ruin your life. Everyone's married, everyone's kids, and everyone's uh, spouses hates this shit. So thank you for being here. You know, grow the fuck up. <laughs> So check this out, Dogs of War, move on, this goes out to Mark. I love you. Got it for you! Got it for you! Got it for you! 
Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The The Corner of Gray Street.